Thanks so much to Pod Plays Podcast, bringing great stories, epic songs, audio dramas that are a movie for your ears. Within each story, you'll discover new and original music by Nashville's top hit songwriters. Visit podplays.com to find the stories, the app, and links to follow Pod Plays on all your favorite social media sites. John, you see how pretty I am without get out of that sun? Look at that. Man. This is the Marty Ray Project Chats, and I'm Marty Ray, one of the hosts of this podcast. You might know me from a beard video, a prank call, a rap song turned acoustic cover, or hopefully one of my original albums. And I'm Chris Wallen. You might know me from, where would they know me from again? You might know Chris from number one hit songs like Don't Blink by Kenny Chesney and Something to Be Proud of by Montgomery Gentry. Whether you know either one of us or not, I bet you're going to have fun here. Welcome to the project. Download, subscribe, and rate, whether you love it or not. Sound supplied by Roadcaster Pro. He was an American cyber fraudster, identity thief, counterfeiter of state identification documents, debit and credit cards, and maybe one of the best to do it with millions passing through his hands. He was supposed to serve 11 years in prison, but... He was given the gift of having a lawyer that got the assistant U.S. attorney to drop that to just two years. He's now a tattoo artist, a podcaster, and an author. And I hope he's my friend because I don't want him to take any of my information. Welcome to the show, John Boziak. Thanks for having me, brother. How you doing, bro? That's quite the intro. That's, That's quite the intro. I like that. That's probably the best one I've received yet. Man, now that's an honor. I'm going to send that to you. You can use it at the beginning of every one of your shows on your podcast. I like that. Ben, I like can that. I get a little volume on him in my ears? I want to hear every word that he says. I got to take notes here. Make sure. Now, we start every show with a fast five. We ask you five quick questions, okay. and we ask for five quick answers, but they don't usually come quick. Sure. You ready? Shoot. Here we go. If life were a video game, what would some cheat codes be? You seem like the perfect person to ask this question to. What would some cheat codes be if life were a video game? That's that's a. I I don't know how to answer that question. What uh, we don't want you to incriminate yourself. So so what am I? I, Am I? Am I? Am I? um, You know. Don't fight keys to financial success and uh, uh, freedom and, and and happiness. And are those are we talking about cheat codes? You know, like that for for life. No, like you know how you, you used to play that, video games, right? Mm, a, a little bit when I was you know a kid. Yeah. Oh well, man. If you ain't gonna so it, on video games, there used to be cheat codes. Like you would enter in cheat I'm, codes. I'm I'm aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like, what would be a it just what would be a, a a cheat code for for if if it was a video game? There's not any cheat codes, but what right. would be one if it were a video game? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> That's a hard one. I gotta say that is. I don't know. Me- I don't know what's. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going <laughs> yeah. on here. Can we go to well, the next it- question. <laughs> That's. So I just mean, do you want me to, that- I, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, just think. I promise I'm I'm promise I'm smart. No, I believe you. No, nobody nobody handles these questions well because they're completely random and they're supposed to be. We'll move okay. on. What's All something right. that's popular now, but in the future people will be embarrassed they took part in it? 
Ooh, yeah. I think all of these uh, little dumb TikTok challenges. Ooh, mm. that's a good one. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm going to delete some is, videos. I uh, going to come back to, to buy it because, you know, it's the youth that are yeah. doing it. It's all the young, young kids, you know, so right. when they get older, it's all going to come back and they're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe. Yeah. Have you ever thought about all these women that are very scantily clad on online and they're taking all these all these pictures on Instagram uh-huh. and stuff and then someday they'll be grandmas? Oh yeah, Instagrammals, yeah, uh... <laughs> Instagrammals, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then yeah. you look back, and they're gonna look back and be like, "That was in my my good old days back then," you know. And so, like your grandchildren looking back at you. Anyway, that's what yeah. I think about. Yeah. If you were yeah, transported a, into the past, one. if you were transported into the past four hundred years with no clothes or anything else, how would you prove that you're from the future? Hmm. Uh, well, it's, it's a good thing that I, I'm a history buff, um, you know, so I would be uh, a fortune teller. I would be, uh, um, you know, I'd be one of those people who could tell you everything that's going to happen with those celestial events and, uh, you know, nice mathematics and yeah. You'd be putting that on them. They'd be like, they'd be thinking you as a prophet. They would probably either lock me in prison or, or burn me. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, so there's this there's this guy named Steve Jobs that's uh, <laughs> coming up with this thing called Apple. I think I'll invest in that. Well, it's 400 years oh, in the 400 past. Oh, 400 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. 400. Yeah, that's, wow, we're talking. that's a whole – yeah. Yeah, you got to – Steve yeah. Jobs ain't coming for a while. <laughs> you won't see him. Uh, pineapple on pizza or no? Sure. My guy, right on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's, I dig it. I dig it. What's the most boring sport? Oh, man, to, to watch or to play? Either. Golf. Golf. Yeah, it's definitely boring to watch. Yeah. And, and can't play, watch it. actually. <laughs> yeah. you, you hit that nail on the head with both of them right there. So you were, you were homeless as a teenager. Is that when you first I decided was, yeah. you were willing to – do whatever it takes to make it? Is that where that the whole criminal record began in that situation? I mean, yeah, you know, it's you just live day to day. And you, and every morning you wake up and you kind of just figure out, well, how am I going to eat this? You know, just take it moment to moment. How am I going to eat? And if you don't have money, well, you got to figure it out. What was the first thing you did? I think it was like uh, lifting bikes or something like that. Is that what you started doing? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I was lifting everything, (laughs) (laughs) everything that wasn't, everything that wasn't bolted down. Yeah. I mean, did you, what, when you took a bike or whatever you took, you, that was your means of making money though at that point, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It it was mostly, uh, started with petty theft. Yeah. That was just the go. That was the easiest thing. You're a kid. Uh, people really aren't paying too much attention to you. So you can, you know, if you got the balls, you can take whatever you want, really. If it's not too personal, how did you, and you can say pass if you want, but how did you end up on the streets as a teenager? Uh, I I had a very eventful youth. I um, I started getting in trouble with the law real early. Uh, you know, uh, 12, 13, I was, you know, got caught boosting cars and I got sent away for 11, 12 months at a, at a boys camp. Um, you know, and it was just continuously one thing after another. So 
I remember getting released um, from like a juvenile home or juvenile hall or something like that. And then I tried to go home and my mom was just like, uh, uh-uh. it's, you know, you got to go find something to do. So yeah, that was just like, and it's like, I didn't, I was fine with that, you know, because growing up, I didn't never, I never really had a bedtime. I never really had a curfew. You know, my mom worked two, three jobs and that was it. She was just never home. So I, you know, I pretty much just grew up doing whatever I wanted to do anyway. And then, you know, now I was getting permission to go do whatever the, to go do whatever I wanted. So I was like, yeah, well, you know, it's not a problem. Were you hanging with people? That, I was gonna, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, were you hanging with people that did the same thing you did? Cause I, you know, in my youth, I, I, I got some stories about that too, but, but, you know, I know sometimes, you know, you hang with people and, and you, it's just kind of a crowd what you went and did, you know, it, it, it's, it, somebody yeah. had an idea of something you could do and then you went and did it or, or did you, uh, mainly kind of keep to yourself? Did you have a crew? No, I mean, you know, there was a, sure. Yeah. There was a whole, you know, population of kids in Miami that were just homeless. Uh, it, w- it would surprise you. There was a, there was quite a few of us, you know, maybe 20 or 30 of us that would, you know, hang out and, we all just knew who each other were. There was like a big community uh, of homeless kids in Miami, you know, and these kids were from all over the country, you know, all from East coast, West coast, Midwest. And uh, yeah, so it was just like a, a homeless community of teens. Um, this is 20 years ago, 25 years ago. You know, I don't know if it's like that now, but you know, back when I was a kid, yeah, there just was a lot of people out there uh, doing what I was doing. So it made it a little bit easier. Right. How long were you on the streets as a teenager? I'd say I didn't have a residence for about six years. So about six or seven years. You were living in a, I in was a out tent there. or what was it? Um, I mean, you know, I was couch surfing. Uh, I would stay at one friend's house and this friend's house, that friend's house. And, you know, if I didn't have anywhere to stay that night, then I would just sleep on top of a building or uh, in a car if I had, if I, if I had one. Because I had periodically had vehicles, but, you know. They would get towed or crashed or whatever, you know, taken away. Um, you know, I was sleeping in friends' cars. It was just kind of like this ongoing, like, party. You know what I mean? Like, every day we just wake up and go buy beer and get a bag of weed and just hang out and listen to music. And, you know, I mean, that's just what we did. What kept you – here's what's fascinating to me is finding out that you – living on the streets and doing petty theft or whatever – you still said mm-hmm. I'm gonna go get my I'm still gonna get my diploma. You, you stayed in school. I did. I graduated. I did. I graduated high school uh, and I subsequently went to college and got got my associate's degree. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's 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 very admirable. That even <laughs> some circumstances that I mean, there's a lot of children, kids, including me, who if I would have had the option to not go to school, I probably wouldn't have went. Yeah. But you had the option because you were on the street and you chose to go. Yeah, well, all the girls were in school, <laughs> right. so that's why uh, I kind of wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, all the girls were in school, and um, all my connections, you know, everybody I sold pot to, everybody who I, you know, was, you know, dealing, wheeling and dealing with, they were all in the school, so it was like, right. you know, so I figured if I was going to be there, I might as well get good grades. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, I'm, now the respect of the admirability of it just went from here to here now, because now I see... <laughs> <laughs> I see that it was about the girls and the. <laughs> and it the, was twenty percent. 
20, 25 percent. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. the girls. Yeah, <laughs> but but the fact he still got his diploma. So he could have did all those things and and not gotten a diploma. He still did it. Yeah. And then he went to uh, got a graphic yeah. artist d- degree. And from uh, what school was it? Uh, I went to the Art Institute uh, in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And that's that's yeah, kind of what. Uh, and- is that is that what you wanted to do? Like with your life, like that was your goal. Yeah, at the moment, at that time, uh, I really like believed I had this future in graphic design, and I was just going to be this amazing like craft design artist, and I was going to open, I was going to be open my own firm, and you know, um, those were the the dreams that I had at that time. Yeah, so I went to you know I did it. I went for like two years. Um, I went to AI in Fort Lauderdale. I, I slept in my car. I lived in my car for majority of that time, and I lived off of uh, food stamps. Because I was a student, so I got you know I got assistance from the state for food, and I remember eating. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Publix, the oh, supermarket yeah. Yeah. down there mm-hmm. in Florida. Yeah, um, I I would I would eat Publix uh, subs every day, every day for for like almost two years. Go while I was in school, you know, because like my 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 debit card that they gave me for the state, I could buy the sandwiches. So yeah, that's what I ate every day, and I slept in my car in the parking garage in the. In the literal parking garage at the at the art, at the art institute in the parking lot while mm. I was going to school. That's yeah. I mean that is commitment, man, for real. Like that's yeah, that's real commitment to say I'm going to sleep in the car and eat sandwiches on the food stamps and stuff like that just to get a degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah. It's I've always been like that, man. You know, if I want to do something, I'm willing to go to whatever extreme lengths to accomplish my goal. Right on. Well, so. Explain this timeline here because at some point you moved to Michigan, right? And got a job sure. at GM. Yeah, I've been back and forth. You were going yeah, back I mean, and I forth. Yeah, I've been back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, was no, it- I worked uh, when I was 19, I believe. I was 19. I moved uh, to, to Michigan and I started working. I was at General Motors uh, at the Bing Steel uh, assembly plant on Woodward. Yeah. And you you excelled at that job, did you not? I did pretty well. Yeah, I moved up to um, I was I moved I was started on the line and then uh, you know I worked my way up to to line uh, leader and then I after that I went to quality control. So yeah. And because I heard you talking about this on Clubhouse the other day, that's why I know. And then you you lost yeah. the job somehow. How did you lose the job? Um, dude, they laid off thirty thousand people uh, in Metro Detroit um, from all the assembly plants in like the year two thousand. And when, whenever, whenever the dot com uh, bubble, you know what I mean, when all that right. happened, and then you know the kind of the they got were getting rid of trying to get rid of the UAW, and then they started uh, outsourcing to Mexico and all that crap. Yeah, they closed down. Um, they closed down three plants on the campus I was on, and they shut down uh, another assembly plant in uh, Hamtramck. And yeah, that was it. While you were working there, were you were you still running? scams or or were you were you looking for other means to make extra money or was it was that fine at that point was this good you i'm working my no, way up here i was i was killing it man i was i had general motors money you know i was killing it i was driving a brand new cadillac up there i was 19 i you know it, it, they just i had eight plans through four they just took it right out of my paycheck i didn't even see it you know what i mean and i had money i was doing all right i had a uh, a nice uh, uh loft apartment downtown detroit on john r and and Woodward, I was doing okay. Um, no, I was I wasn't even really scamming. I didn't have you know I didn't have to. Right. So it always came yeah. out of necessity 
for you when you when you yeah, find these yeah. opportunities? Yeah, well, it was because uh, I'm just in a ba- either in a bad spot, you know, or I just I need some kind of financial boost to, to get me to my next goal. Uh, yeah. How were you and your brother actually introduced to the the, the carding forum websites where y'all started making fake credit cards or whatever? <laughs> there used to be something called um, uh, ICQ, IRC, ICQ chats, I believe it was. And um, it was basically like an AOL. I don't know if you guys remember Yahoo or AOL. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little pop drops open and you got your, your messenger list and then you could, you know, jump in rooms and chat with people. And, uh, you know, just word floats around uh, in those in those if you're in the right circles and you're talking to the right people, you know, and you get somebody just sends you a link, you know, and then you get you jump on that one and then bomb. You, then you get access to all you figure out everything that's going on. Explain the process of what y'all were doing. What is, what is actual what is carding? What is that? There are several different uh, types of carding. There's virtual carding um, where. So let's say anytime you go to anytime you go to a website and you input your your credit card information and in when you're when you're going to buy something. Now this is 20 years ago before all of the second and third party um, payment processing uh, companies started popping up overnight because of all the fraud. You know now it's it's completely different. But 20 years ago, you know there weren't all of those things in place. So most websites either use like Shopify or PayPal or their own payment processing. They would just process the payments themselves. So anytime you go to a website and you put in your credit card information, your, your name, your last name, your address, all that jazz, uh, all that information is saved on a server somewhere. Now, all of that information is subsequently hacked or, you know, gained access to and then resold on these forums. Well, it, it was, you know, it doesn't work like that anymore. It's all like dark web and, you know, whatever it is now it's, it's transformed into something else. But, um, so yeah, you know, they, you, they would buy this information and, um, you could go online and order things from websites using other people's information because I would have your name. I would have your credit card information. I would have your billing address. I would have your security code for your credit card. I would have all of that information because I've just bought that from somebody you know, and that's virtual carding. And there's, there's very many ins and outs and different, different um, versions of that. But at the very base, that's what it is. Um, you know, and then there's in-store or physical carding, which is, so, so this is like a flip side to it, but it's like the same, same thing, but just like a, a different version. It says like, so anytime you go to CBS, Walgreens, Walmart, uh, gas stations, anywhere you go and you swipe your card, or you stick it in and it reads the, the the chip on it. That information is saved to a server somewhere and is subsequently hacked and resold on the black market. Now, this information, you have to have a physical card to encode it to. And then you take that physical card out to Best Buy, you know, Walmart, wherever, and then, you know, use it for shopping, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you're going to use it for, you know. And um, that's... You know, I started with the virtual carding and I did that for a while and just kind of worked my way into, you know, eventually the physical carding, um, you know, and that's, you know, where I found all my success. So the the, the physical card you would make, you, when you would make it, mm-hmm. you yeah. you would put your name on the card or, I mean, how would that work? You, you well, put the name. name. 
But I mean, it would be a name. That, name it'd but... be a name that you created. <laughs> is what I'm saying, right? Yes, yes, yeah. It yes, didn't have correct, to. That's that's right. I was just curious because it didn't have to be the actual the, the information that you got for the card. It didn't have to be that person's name on that card. No, because when you when you actually encode it yourself, you can change the name uh, in the coding. Ah. When you encode the new when you when you encode the new card with the information, you can change the name information to match whatever you want to put on the front of the, the credit card. I see. So how many yeah. how many how long would a card work before it wouldn't work anymore? I mean, it, did you just was it just until you got caught with it or Well, see that that's the thing is, you know, you don't really know how much money someone has in their bank account. I have no way of of telling that information. All I have is your is is I basically just cloned your debit card essentially. I don't I don't have access to your banking information. So you could have $10 in your bank account or you could have $10,000 in your bank account. Now I can use that card until either the bank gets hip to what's going on and shuts it off or you do or I drain all your money out of your bank account. Or I get caught or I get caught by the police at the store or you know some other kind of crazy situation happens but yeah. And then you know there's something called bin numbers which the first six digits of any credit card, any debit card, anything, um, it's what's called a BIN number. It's called a bank identification number. Now, those six digits on that will tell you exactly what bank has issued that card, and it will also tell you if it's a gold, if it's a platinum, if it's a debit. So if you get the right BINs, like if you find a vendor who has like – who's you know, organized these things into different BINs and you know what BINs you're looking for, then you can kind of guesstimate – the balance that's going to be on each card. Hmm. Wow. It's funny how, yeah. how smart you are. You know what I mean? Like, it's not funny. <laughs> it's just funny how smart you, you got to be to actually be a criminal like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, technical. There's, there's a lot of technicalities to it. You know, you have to really understand the nuts and bolts of what you're doing or, or you're just going to go to prison right away. Right, and you were a master at evading prison. I will say that you evaded the cops several times. I I am the luckiest sob on the planet. <laughs> I, I'll just tell you that it's not through no kind of you know I'm mastermind or anything like that. It just I always happen to be at the right place at the right time, and I could see what's going to happen literally right before it's going to happen. And I've just always been able to kind of just take a few steps back and walk away. And call that I don't know what it is. It's just it's just it's just dumb luck, man. Yeah, so because your brother, your you and your brother, the first I think the first time he got arrested, you were there, and somehow explain how what what gave you the idea I got to away. get out of there. As soon as they said, uh, so so I'll break it down. We were at, at a Walmart in West Palm Beach, and uh, we were trying to purchase a laptop with a, a stolen credit card with a cloned credit card, and um, we're I my I had, my brother was with me because he had the ID that matched the card. I didn't, you know what I mean? And they always ask for ID and I, like, I think we need to like pay rent or something like that. You know what I mean? So I like, I feel so bad because I woke him up. He was sleeping. I woke him up. Like, let's go, let's do, let's go do this, you know? And uh, we go and the, and you know, it was the old guy, you know, and usually you have to social engineer these situations. You know, you have to pick your, 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 your cashier. Old people are the worst to deal with, you know, because they are sticklers for the rules. You know what I mean? Like they just follow the rules. You know, if you get a younger person, they're more willing to be like, ah, okay, whatever. And just give you your card back and call it a day. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it was like, we just needed to do what we needed to do. Desperation. I don't know. But 
we it was an old man. I was like, we just was like, fuck it, let's do it. And so the old man, you know, runs the card and he looks at it and he looks at the ID and he immediately picks up the phone. He says, we got a code red back here in, uh, I don't know what code it was, back here in electronics. I immediately did an about face and just started walking towards the front door. Because uh. I, I knew what I knew something was going something was going on. You know what I mean? So, and uh, yeah, no, I, like I said, I, I hit the front doors and they opened up and I just started walking through. And then here my brother comes just blowing past me with two people chasing him straight out the door into the parking lot you know and one dude he tried to grab my shirt and i kind of just slapped his hand away and i just booked it and i got away and and my little brother you know went to jail man you know that happened more than once didn't it like that he that he went to jail and you got away is that correct or no not that's the only time that i can really remember that when we were together and like something happened yeah and he went to jail did he go to jail after that? He did. Yeah, he went. He took off and went to Michigan. Um, and he ended up, you know, something happened up there. A situation happened up there. He got something at a, at a Target, and they went to his house and they arrested him and his roommate. <clears throat> so that was yeah. his roommate that he got arrested with again, and then the second time. Yes, I see. In Michigan, yeah, yeah, yeah. When did the? When did you know, or when did the Russian mafia? get involved with that website or the forum that you were a big part of. When did, when did the Russian mm-hmm. mob get involved or when did you know they were involved? You know, it's, it's funny. I, I didn't know anything about that until way after the fact. Um, the, one of the guys I was dealing with um, that I was, I, I, I'm almost positive. He was just a buffer between me and, and some kind of, I, I, I mean, I, I hate using that that term Russian mafia because it feels like I'm trying to pump it up, you know what I mean? Like like I'm trying to add some kind of like satire to it, but I'm I'm almost positive it was a, it was like some kind of Russian mafia thing going on. And like dude, I was dealing with for like two and a half years was just a buffer. So I mean, there's there, there's no other explanation as to why they were buying so many cards from me every month. You know what I mean? Like mm. it just didn't make sense. How so, many? Uh, they did. They purchased between eight and ten orders a month. What is an order? Uh, an order entails so it was a thousand dollars a minimum order. Uh, I got. I gave you uh, 50, 50 debit cards, and then I would work with you on the IDs. I mean, it maybe even been a hundred debit cards, and then I worked with you uh, on the IDs. So on the cards, uh, is there? I mean. Did you know the amount on each card? So, so each card was was, no, was it just see, like you just? No, no, no. See, I was just selling the cards themselves. Oh, okay. So they didn't have anything. They put them. they they no no no. They put the numbers on them. Mm, they embossed them and they encoded. So there's them. just blank cards that yeah. that can be filled with whatever. Exactly. I was just a plastics vendor. I would. I did I the, the graphic design. I you know I you know put put it all together. I did the hologram. I printed the cards. You know what I mean. I did the the ultraviolet uh, security features, the, the rear indent, the front indent, all that. And then. So you actually did use your art it. degree. <laughs> I ended up yeah, ended <laughs> yeah. Up working out for me. He, thank you, Art Institute. It came in handy. I that know, graphic. Right? He, he did become a graphic <laughs> yeah. artist. You know, and he I actually did, yeah. started a uh, your own. You, he, now, correct me if I'm wrong. You had a brick and mortar storefront called U.S. Plastico. That was a front for. Uh, it wasn't a brick and mortar. No, no, it no, wasn't. No. no, 
U.S. Plastico was my was my the name I sold cards under on the forums. Oh, okay. Because it, it, it what I found it said it was a storefront, and I was like, surely he didn't have an actual virtual. brick and mortar. Virtual. No, no, no. I think what they meant by that was a virtual storefront. Oh, okay. maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was. You, you, you said you just yeah, said yeah. it wasn't a brick and mortar. But I thought, how crazy <laughs> to have he had this company that had an actual building that said U.S. Plastico. Now, this, if this ain't breaking bad no. and stuff, I don't know what is. <laughs> Los, Lolo no, Poco, no, Polo like Loco that. Chicken. <laughs> but but yeah, I thought that was pretty clever. U.S. Plastico, high quality plastics. That's it. And it was all credit cards. Well, that's that's all you made, uh, and and driver's licenses. And I driver's made driver's license. licenses. State state driver. Yeah, state driver's license. Where did you get the pictures for yep. the driver's license? They would send them to me. Oh, people would send them. Did you? I, make- would, get, I would just get an email. I would get every order when they when they submitted their order to me. Uh, if they wanted driver's licenses, they had to submit the photos. So. Do you ever, were you then or maybe even now, worry about the Russian mafia coming after you, being in, thinking that? Mm, well, because here's the thing: I, I I didn't have I only knew that one person that I was dealing with. I didn't know the Russian mafia. I didn't even know it was a Russian mafia. You know what I mean? I was just dealing with this one person. And when I, I was subsequently arrested by the Secret Service, all I did was give him my computers. That was it. Hmm. I didn't testify against anybody. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like there was nothing, all they, and they took my computers and I don't know what they did with my computers. I mean, they may have tried to track people, but and they may, may, you know what I mean? They may or may not have gotten them. Who knows? But I mean, I was, you know, my, my security was, they could, they, they, even though they got my computers, they really didn't get shit. So I didn't log right. any, you know, I didn't save any chats. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like there was nothing. Right. So even that guy that was yeah. the the buffer, you didn't he 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 had there was no contact for him in there, in the computers. All I had was an email address for him. I see. We would communicate through ICQ chat and email. I never once spoke to him on the phone. I don't know what he looked like. Could have been a girl for all I know. You know what I mean? It could have been a a thirty five year old uh, man in a in his mother's basement in Wisconsin. I don't know who knows who was. Could have been a an old cashier at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it could have been you. It could have been, <laughs> been, been, been me. <laughs> I could be that old cashier at Walmart. Right? <laughs> I'm like, listen, kid, this card ain't real. We got a cold purple. We got a cold purple. <laughs> so explain every, just briefly, because some of these things I don't understand. Okay. All the methods of cyber fraud that you were involved with every every method that you said this is a way I can I can generate profit what because it was it was it mainly debit cards credit cards is that what it what it turned into mainly or were you because because it says that you counterfeited state documents but I guess that's the driver's license is that the majority of what you did was driver's license and credit cards Yes. Yeah, that was the majority of, of everything I did. More credit cards and driver's licenses, you know. I mean, some some orders, they would want one or two, but once they got them, they didn't order them again. And if they were return customers, then it was just, you know, credit cards. How much money you think, or do you actually know? You might know an exact number. How much money passed through 
your hands or your computer or whatever it was, just how much money did you make off of during during the height of all the credit card things? Because that's very interesting mm-hmm. to me. How much money do mm-hmm. you think that you made or do you know that you made? Well, at the very pinnacle of my, I feel that what was my success, I was doing a hundred orders a month at a thousand dollars an order. Nice. So, wow. yeah. And, you know, and, and you got to break that down. I mean, that was only maybe, that was, like I said, at the very pinnacle. I mean, it, when I first begun, it was like maybe 20 orders a month, 10 orders a month here, 15 orders a month here. You know, so it was like 10, 20 extra grand a month or something like that. And then, but I'd have to imagine between 2003 or four when I first started and 2009 um, when I was hit by the Secret Service, it had to have been approximately between 3.5 and 4.2 million. Wow. Yeah. That's how much you think that, that's how much you're saying that came in. In a span, yeah, of, I think that's about yeah. I think that's about right. Yeah. In a span of a span how long? Of about five or six years. Five or six from years from 2004 to 2009. Yeah. Man, so when it says you're the most prolific at it, it <laughs> might just be the the case, huh? I mean, I, I'm probably the most prolific prolific to ever get caught doing it. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's guys out there doing way bigger numbers than I was doing. Well, the Russian um, mafia is definitely doing way bigger numbers because <laughs> they were just buying yeah, from you. you know, You're so, probably just one of the people. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I did, I, I did pretty well for myself, you know, and I had a pretty good run. I'll give it that, you know, and even after I got caught uh, a year went by and I, f-ing, I geared up and went for another run. I made like another million and a half dollars or something like that. After you, after you got out of jail? No. See, I got, I got caught in 2009, but it took him three and a half years to indict me. So I right. was just, I, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what to do. You know, I like, I had a little bit of money and, but that was, I was slowly burning. I was burning through that, you know? And it was just like, after a year and a half, I'm like, well, fuck, I, I got to do something. You know what I mean? So I, you know, purchased a bunch of equipment, got a laptop. Shot somebody. I uh, had an ICQ memorized. I sent them a message, and then I was, you know, pretty much back doing what I was doing before. You had an ICP memorized. What is that? ICQ. 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 It's a, it's a chat. Uh, yeah, it was. It was the like a, it was the the form of the the platform that the the that operated the chat system. I see. And I had an ICQ address for somebody. You know, for somebody I had it memorized. So. Huh. Yeah. So you were were you involved with all those forms? Like I think there was uh, Carter dot EU or I forgot what all of them were called, but yeah, there was a uh, lot yeah, of different there was forms. Carter dot SU. Yeah, there's Carter dot SU. There was uh, Carter Planet. There was Carter World. There was uh, God. There was so many man. I was on them all. <laughs> I was on all of them. Yeah. And you were. This is such a fascinating thing to know that there's just a a forum out there. Where people could, Once, so essentially, yeah. could I back then? Could I go on there and go? You know what? I I want a fake credit card, and then what? How does that process work? Yeah. I go in there, I say need a card, and then you answer that response. So okay, um, I, I so I would have advertisements listed, and I would have my ICQ, and then you would just basically set up an ICQ account. You would message me through ICQ, and you know tell me what you want. I would tell you my price, and then you, we would ar- arrange some kind of form of payment. 
there was actually, and if you were like sketched out, like you didn't know if I was going to, you know, actually take your money and give you what you want. There was an escrow service that we, that we could actually go through. That was like, you know, verifiable through all the boards, right. um, you know, and, and you just send them your, your money and then I send you your product and then you message the escrow company and say, okay, I got my product. I'm happy with my product. And then they release the money to me. They release the payment to me, hmm. you know, I would be yeah. scared to death. Like to, uh, to do that, I would be scared to death that you were a cop. How do you know, I know. how well, are see, they going to know? It's that- all anonymous. I mean, you know how it's, it's so, I mean, I'm sitting behind, you know, so many different um, security walls. I mean, first of all, I'm, at, I'm using an IP address that's not obviously not at my house or not even around my house. I'm using a laptop that I've never used connected to my own IP address. I've never checked my own email with it. I've only used this laptop when I'm out at this wherever at a different IP address. Uh, then I'm sitting behind something called a SOX proxy. And, and also I'm behind uh, using a VPN service, which you know changes my IP address and tunnels my IP and then everything's encrypted. So it, it, okay, even if they were even if they were the CIA and the Secret Service, they could get past all of that. Even if they ordered cards from me, they wouldn't get my fingerprints on the cards. My cards are being shipped from a random UPS location that doesn't have a return address to me. So they're going to get their product, and I'm I'm a ghost essentially. Hmm. Well, you used to be a ghost because they did catch you eventually <laughs> yeah 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 they did they did yeah they got me do you uh if, random random dumb unluck yeah do you think that uh if you wouldn't have gotten caught and, and went to jail do you think you'd still be doing that to this day uh you know i think eventually i would have got caught and i would have got way more time yeah well you were supposed to get yeah I, what was it 12 oh, yeah. years 11 years, what was it? 12, yeah, almost like 12 or 15 uh, was the initial was the initial initial guesstimate. And yeah. because your lawyer, because she got the district attorney, I believe, to not to drop something that, had to, that made you look like you were a supplier, right? Is that how it worked? Uh, well, yeah, and, and there, there was a few um, – there was a few issues with my case. Uh, one, uh, so how I got caught was I was I had moved to South Carolina from Miami. Um, that was my first mistake, and there was only a, a few UPS stores in the little t- the little the area that I was in, or I would have to drive hours, you know, to like Columbia or you know up to the next biggest city, just to just to mail out my packages. And I had to mail out packages multiple times a week, so there was no way I was doing that. So I had to go to the UPS store. And the old man that that owned the UPS store um, apparently worked there as well. And he, I maybe he thought I was sending out drugs. I don't know. And he got he just got suspicious, and he opened one of my packages one day and found what I was sending out. And he contacted the postmaster general. Postmaster general contacted the Secret Service, and then you know I get an email one day telling me I got a package waiting on me, which I actually really did have a package. And I show up to pick up my package, and the Secret Service were there waiting on me. Wow! He he wasn't supposed to open that box. Oh yeah. So that's how you get. That's one of the ways you got off of the fifteen. Um. Yeah. The Postmaster General is the only one with the authority to open private mail. Hmm. After it's been postage, after the postage has been paid for. Right. Now, since 
so yeah, so so the so the postmaster general was could could have the authority, but he did not. Which you know, I I think that and I think that has something to do with you know the a lot of the stuff they had gotten rid of you know as opposed to a several several other components in my case. Uh, one being I never really I had a criminal record, but when I was a youth, so as an adult, you know, I never really. I never really had any felonies, uh, you know, nothing. I don't have, I've never been busted for drugs, nothing violent. Uh, you know, I wasn't a rabber or I'm sorry, a, a, a robber or a fucking stabber, you know what I mean? Or a raper right, or anything right, right. like that. Like I just, I didn't have any of those things on my record. So it, it looked, it looked good for me when I went in front of the judge and, you know, I, I don't really have any kind of criminal record and, you know, I had no co-defendants. I was solo on my case. You know, so I think that had a lot to do with, you know, that worked in my favor as well. Um, and, you know, I just like I said, man, I'm the luckiest SOB on the planet. And I just one thing after another. Let me let me ask you this. Is, is there, um, you know, the past that you've had and all, all the things mm. that you've been through and, uh, you know, is there something that you take away from all that? from your past that you think is going to help you in your future? Uh, is there a, 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 th- that knowledge that you have? Um, I guess, I guess what I'm asking, to, uh, where are you m- moving forward from there? Uh, uh, and, and how is it, um, how is, uh, do you think that's going to help you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just tool, well, you know, tools that uh, tools and and lessons you learn and everything through, yeah, through sure. what everybody does sure. through life, but you in particular, you know, um, do you see a what kind of future do you see uh, and, and that that helping and and moving forward as of now? Yeah, I um, you know, <laughs> it's funny, I, there everything I've learned throughout all of this, you know, all of the life lessons I've learned, you know, it just that I've learned about the true nature of people. And I've learned about, you know, just trying to wake up every day and being proactively, you know, in my own success and just trying to be positive and trying right. to not go back to not go back to prison. You know what I mean? It was never, you know, I was never, you know, a career criminal. Like I just don't have that mentality. I mean, sure. I was doing the credit card and I was, I was a fraudster and you know, I was, I, it's all of that's dishonest, you know what I mean? Obviously. And it's all of that's against the law, obviously, but it's like being resourceful and, and, and learning and all of the things that it took me to get to where I, to, to lead to the success that I had with the credit card, you know, fraud. Right. If I could take that model and apply that to anything else in life, I can be just as successful. I think is my biggest takeaway. Right. You know, because up and up until that point, I really hadn't accomplished much in life. I mean, yeah, I got, I got my associate's degree and I, you know, I was doing, I, I've kind of felt like I'd accomplished a few things, but the feeling, the, the heights I reached when I was, when I was, you know, engaging in what I was doing, all the fraud and all the money and, and everything that was going on. I was like, wow, I can, I can take this and I can, you know, like I said, apply this to, to anything else. And, even if I'm a quarter of the success that I, that I got with this happens, you know, right. I can't ask for more than that. Right. Yeah. 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 It's uh, cause you know, it's like back in my past, you know, I, I grew up extremely poor as well. Um, 
sure. country poor. I, you know, I didn't have running water when I was a kid. Oh, I, yeah. And, uh, I know but then it. we went to the projects, and uh, I ended up, you know, uh, ended up the friends that I had, you know, we got into some stuff. Uh, you know, when I was real, when I was young, early teens, I helped them, you mm-hmm. know, do some stuff. And then all of my friends went away for murder. Like, uh, you know, it was one of those things where everybody, mm-hmm. um, uh, one in particular, the, the leader of the whole, our whole group ended up killing somebody and, uh, and, and took down, basically took, all of my friends with him and it was almost me mm-hmm. because there was there was a decision that if i'd have made if i'd have went with him that next day like he asked me to i would have been right there mm. and you know that's sure. the reason i was asking that because there's there's crossroads in in the life that that you you know you think back and you're like if i don't went this way this you know you know this would have happened and and just learning yeah. from all that i think is important no matter yeah. what yeah. And, you know, listen, I'm 36 years old, man. I can't go back to prison right now because when I if I go back now, I, I won't, you know, get out until I'm, you know, maybe 55, 60, 65 years old. You right. know, and it's I kind of feel like, listen, I'm, I'm I feel good right now. I'm, I'm my health is, is absolutely wonderful. I wake up every day. I'm full of energy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I don't have any kind of problems that are, are, are chronic, you know, like chronic pain, chronic illness. And it's like, I don't know how long that's going to last. You know what I mean? Cause it's, right. it's an eventuality oh, yeah. with everybody. You know what I mean? Like something just goes on you one day and then that's just f-ing it. And you're like, Oh, you're, then you just got to do that. And that's just your reality. But it's like, you know, I, I feel like I've just got the fountain of youth right now. And like, if I go to prison, it's, it's, it's gone, right. you know, and we, we listen, we only get this one life. So these these next you know two or three decades is is extremely important that I do the right thing you know I make the right decisions yeah amen to that yeah. I believe you get actual the real life is after this one but you know and I think people should be preparing for that but I do have a question about do you feel remorse at all from for the people that you scammed out of the money on the credit cards does that ever come to your mind or did it I I don't know if it did back then but does it now do you think about I took those people's money, you know what I mean? And they didn't have well, I, I didn't take those people's money, you know what I mean? But no, I, I I hear what you're saying though. Um yeah, you know yeah, I can only look back and and and, and yeah, I, I may have caused a few people a little bit of discomfort and uh, I may have inconvenienced some people because at the end of the day they all get their money back from the bank. It's all insured. You know, if any if somebody spends money on your debit card, then the bank has to give it back to you. So, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I may have inconvenienced a few people, and, and I feel really bad about that. Um, and it's not something I would, you know, do going forward. But um, I, I look at it as, oh man, and this may sound pretty bad, but you know, if I I care I care about myself enough to to do whatever I have to do to make sure that I'm going to, I'm going to, A, I'm going to eat and B, I'm going to have somewhere to sleep at night. And if that means, you know, inconveniencing a few people or breaking a few laws, you know, as long as I I don't feel like, I feel like financial harm and like physical harm are two different things. Like, I feel like as long as I'm not harming somebody like physically, like I'm not, you know, physically breaking into their home or holding them up at gunpoint or assaulting them, you know what I mean? Like if I'm just stealing money from their bank account or I'm still stealing money from the, from banks or big institutions, 
you know, there's a gray area there for me, at least for me anyway. And, right. and it doesn't really affect my conscience as much as, as the other side of that, I think, would. Well, if right. you, you, you said you'll, you'll do whatever it takes to take care of yourself. So how far does that go? Because does that mean that at some point, if you would have, if you get to a place to where the only way I'm actually going to be able to take care of myself is by robbing somebody at gunpoint or whatever. Somebody. Right. Yeah. It's a good question. Um, in a doomsday scenario situation where it's a hit the fan and, and you know, it's the end of the world, it's kill or be killed, man. And and I'm going to take what I have to and I'm going to do what I have to and, and, and those are the most extreme situations that I would actually have to inflict harm on another human. And maybe if my, either my life was in harm or, you know, it's just like it, but you won't, you don't know until you're in that situation, what kind of decision you're going to make. Well, I think in doomsday situations, I think everybody might be, you know, a lot of people might get to that place, but yeah, I hope I would, I hope I'll be gone. But I think, I think that the world we live in now, there's enough resources, um, you know, that, that if you're just, if you have a little bit of wits about you, you should, you'll be able to, you know, scrounge up a meal or two without having to physically harm anybody. You know what I mean? Right. You, we, you and I talked briefly about on clubhouse. We talked briefly about you getting some tattoos on your butt cheeks. If the price was right. <laughs> so I need to know. I, hey, what, yeah. what, what I need are we to, ta- talking about? Hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta propose something. Okay. To okay. Now. Okay. How much we? How much would it take for you to get my face on one cheek and Chris's face on another oh, cheek? Man. What, are, what are we talking about? Wow. Here? Yeah. Uh, how much money? That's gonna run you about ten. That's gonna run you about ten k. That's it. Man, is that 5K per cheek? Per butt cheek? Oh, that's per that's cheek. Per, per cheek. butt cheek. Because I want the I want the yeah. whole cheek to be our faces looking at each oh, other. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna take the whole cheek. Man, <laughs> man, said it's gonna take the whole cheek. Man, yeah, that's what I'm talking Golly. about. My, he said you got a big so, old head. Yeah. It's gonna take the whole. You might take half of his cheek. <laughs> that's it. I'll schedule the appointment and I'll, I'll go ahead and send you an invoice. Yeah, man. twenty twenty k. You got to get all my hair in there too. That's gonna, you know, that's gonna. That's a lot of hair. Oh, hey, yeah. listen, it'll be it'll be photo realism. It'll, it'll be like you're staring back at yourself. Wow, that's a tattoo he couldn't do himself. You're a tattoo artist now, right? Did you do you own your own tattoo am, place? Yeah. I do not. No, I, I work for uh, I work for uh, a gentleman here in uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. What's the name of the place? Uh, the name of the shop is uh, Royalty Tattoo Studio. Royalty in Tattoo, Phoenix, Arizona. Let me see some of these yes, tattoos sir. on your head. Let the people get a glimpse because look, some of them, you got some <laughs> okay. new ones right down here. Look at the top of his head, Chris. Illuminati. Oh man, Illuminati. That's a dollar. And then he got the. Wow. What is that, what is that on going down the side on the on the the Elvis burns? What does that say? <laughs> hustler. Does that say hustler? What uh, one side says slum, the other side says hustle. Slum hustle. That sounds yeah, like a rapper yeah, I, I used to you know. know. I, I I come from the slum, man. You know, I you know, that's where I come from and I, I hustle to live, man. I hustle every day and I'm still hustling right now, man. How many tattoos you got, you think? Oh, I don't know. I'm covered. <laughs> like full body yeah. right now, besides butt cheeks, you're full body. Um uh, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm saving my back. I don't have anything on my back uh, as of right now. But yeah, my legs, chest, belly, arms, neck, hands, head. Yep, my, and my feet are free. I got some space on my feet, and you know, a little bit of space underneath here, a little bit. But yeah, I'm going, man. I'm going full body eventually. 
Golly, Man. what about your what about your face? You gonna? You, you know, I don't think I'm gonna put it. No, I don't think I'm gonna leave my face alone, man. I don't want to be one of them dudes with you know big forehead tattoos and right, all the crazy right. shit going on. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? I think, uh, yeah, I, the, the, all the girls tell me they like my my face, you know. So I don't think I'm gonna put anything else on there. They've been saying that since high school. Man, if they like your face, yeah. just think, just think how they're gonna like uh, our face, our face on your buttocks. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> they're gonna think they're gonna like our face. Right? Oh, man. That's what we're going to have to ask him. Oh, man. Now, what you like my face? What do you think about this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Huh? Pulls them down. They're like, like, she's like, is that Marty Ray? That's Marty Ray Project. <laughs> yeah. That go. I like I that. I just dude. tell him it's ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he had Chris here actually wrote a song with ZZ Top, believe it or not. Wow. Yes, sir. Yeah, you Billy know, my Gibbons. dad is a. Uh, uh, my- my father's a musician, man. He uh, he's oh, actually he cool. had some some success back in the seventies and eighties, man. He was with a group called uh, AC and the Kentucky Fox Band. Oh man! And uh, yeah, yeah. My dad he still plays music to this day, man. You know he's in the bar. He plays. I think he's in three different bands, man. He plays uh, country music on the weekends at the bar, and he's in a Christian rock band. He's in another band. Very cool, yeah, man. He plays Christian every rock band. What's the Christian rock band? Music. I might know that, you know, I'm a Christian. Uh, so what is that band? Yeah, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure what the name of it is. I just know I was talking to him about, about a week and a half ago. He was telling me he was in uh, three different bands. So, huh. Yeah, I was like, still, I, I still playing music that... to this day, man. Yeah. What's your dad's name? Uh, Tim, Timothy Maynard. Timothy Maynard. I'm going to look up, see yep. what band that is. Cause I, I'm, you know, I'm a, I listen yeah, to a lot of yeah. Christian rock in the middle yeah, of our show. Uh, AC... Go ahead. I was gonna say, just look up uh, AC and the Kentucky Fox Band. You know, he, he uh, trying to plug him in, man. They're all over yeah, uh, YouTube. Man. I didn't even know till just recently, man. They're all over. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, AC very- and the Kentucky Fox Band. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. That, that yeah, sounds yeah, like this, uh, they, some Southern rock. They, it is. Yeah, they won. They won some big contest back in the '80s that Marlboro put on. You know, it was a Marlboro 800. It was like 800 bands. Battle so, you know, of they, the bands. They, won, they got a record contract. Kind of thing. Yeah, it was. But the '80s, you know, it was right. like country rock and. You oh know, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Marlboro put it on. That's crazy. Remember when? Yeah. You remember when Marlboro? Yeah. <laughs> remember when Marlboro could advertise on TV? Oh, I know. Cigarettes yeah. though. Billboards. Yeah, oh, yeah. billboards. Yeah. It was the Cowboys, like the coolest thing ever. It was the and and yeah. it, it always had the warning saying this this will give you cancer at the end, <laughs> but it still worked. And I heard that you know these truth ads that are out now, John, where they yeah. they show yeah, the yeah. people with the the yeah, you know what I'm saying. And they show Stoma, all that. Yeah, those ads are actually paid for by the cigarette Philip companies. Philip Morris. Yeah, actually, if you look, wow, there's actually a, there's a movie, a true movie that will actually. That's how confident they are in their own product. They know how addictive <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 they have to. No, it was part of a settlement. Really? Look up. Uh, it's a it's a movie called The Insider. And it's a true movie, and I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I'm trying to. The huge actor played Clive played Owen. Is that who? No, was Denzel Washington. Uh, no, was no, it, it was like an older. No, no, uh, no. Oh, uh, no. uh, anyway, I'll think of it here and say. Oh. It. But anyway, this guy, Tommy Lee Jones. No, he he he's was blonde. it Tommy Lee Jones? He was blonde and uh, uh, kind of. T- hmm. He was like Brad Pitt. No, let's just way. guess actors. <laughs> uh, I'll think of it. Say anyway, he. Um, it's called the Insider. Yeah, you'll probably. Go. I'm gonna look it up. And but it, it's about this guy who worked for Philip Morris, and uh, they were. He found out they were gonna fire him, for some. Uh, mm. I think it was because 
he didn't agree with some of the stuff they were doing. Like one of the things that he uh, that they did in a meeting, they had they were had this new filter, and the filter they left um, they left loose fiberglass. Mm. in the filter so mm. when you when it you would cut you no yeah it would it would make micro abrasions in the back of your throat so when you took a drag a nicotine it, they, they said it made it 10 times more addicting because every puff that you took after that abrasion went directly into your bloodstream mm-hmm. because there was an abrasion in the back of your throat i heard they did the same thing with chew with chew in the back is it russell crowe Russell Crowe and Al Pacino? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, I haven't seen that. I'm going to watch oh, that. Dude, it's really amazing. And, and what it is is they're threatening his life. And uh, they're like he's – there's this – I think Al Pacino is the uh, is the guy that uh, – he's the, the reporter mm. trying to trying to get him to talk and everything. And it's, in, it's really – So how does that relate to the Truth series on commercials? Well, because uh, what you were t- – no, it wasn't. You were t- guys were talking about how uh, uh, they make ads now. Right, part, the part truth, of, part truth of their, ads. Part of – well, I don't know about the truth ads, but the part of the settlement was they had to make, like, uh, ads and from Philip Morris. You, you were talking about Phil, uh, 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 a company that uh, that said, you know, that talked about – Yeah, they're the, called truth ads. That's what it says it, in, the, in the ad. Yeah, well, truth is the company so, that does it. So many – do what? But Truth is the company that makes the ads, but the settlement requires them to set up a fund the, to pay for the ads, basically. Mm. I knew, yeah, I knew, I knew that Philip Morris. That's crazy. It's, yeah, because, you know, Philip Morris back in the day, they actually were the ones that started candy cigarettes for kids to get them starting to. Yeah, to I used to love those. Cigarettes. Yeah. I used to, to get, actually, I used to, I used to take those and I would act like I was smoking Yeah, them. well, that's what they wanted. So, Did so you ever you, do that, John? Oh, yeah, yeah. You blow into them and the, and the powder would come out the front of it. Like, yeah, yeah that's why they did that is to get, is to yeah. get kids used to smoking. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, back in the, back in the 60s and 70s, back in the 50s and 60s, everybody smoked. Yeah, the doctors. You smoke on airplanes. You get the, the, the news. They on air. You're having a cigarette. You know, it was just uh, everybody smoked. You know, they didn't understand that it was bad for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the doctors would actually have commercials recommending certain yeah, cigarettes. I know. Doctor yeah. recommended cools. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's some commercials out there from back in the day. So one of the things we do in our show is we do uh, what's called a uh, Why would they do that? And uh, okay. we want to get your take on this scenario. Sure. Apple manufacturer Foxconn asked it asked its employee. It's hard to say. Asked 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 its employees to sign a pact saying they will not commit suicide at work. Just not at work. <laughs> Anywhere else, they're fine with it, but uh, not at work. It's a Chinese yeah. factory, and they, they, they overworked their employees, yep. and they told yep. them, they said, after after signing the pact, they said uh, that if they broke the pact, the factory would sue. <laughs> if you kill yourself, <laughs> we will sue you. If you kill yourself, we're suing. Don't even think about it. Yeah. 
What do you think yeah, about you that? You know, they got uh, suicide. They they got suicide nets. Uh, they had to put up nets. That's right. People were jumping off the top of the building. That's right. Yeah, you know. Golly, I've I've seen I've seen the videos. I've I've read the uh, I've read the articles. I watched the whole documentary on Foxconn, and you know, it's it's. I mean, they, those people pass out right on their feet and just fall out unconscious on the ground because they're worked that hard. That's you know, crazy. They, yeah. They, well, and they, they if they kill themselves at work, they get they get a life insurance or they get a settlement from the company if they die at work i think is why they do it uh, maybe that's where they that's, maybe that's why they said we'll sue uh, for the life insurance for the life insurance yeah hmm wow, wow. yeah wow yeah you know unfortunately it's just a country that can exploit its workers where there's no there's no rights there's no human rights no. uh over there. it's horrible over there in that regard yeah it's bad not, not everything is yeah. horrible over there i don't want people to think that there's some good people. Well, there's a lot there. of good people. Yeah. There's good people, but you yeah. know, the way the way it's ran, you know, whoever's horrible. running the joint. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Yeah. Atrocious. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. 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 Um what do you think would have happened to you in Ch- look at this. Look at this little photo. Lucky's. Oh, it's a doctor. Physician recommended Lucky's. Can can, can he <laughs> see that? Can he see that? All natural. <laughs> you see hey, that, John? Yes, sir. That's crazy. That looks like a candy box of yeah. cigarettes. I was just in a nostalgia store the other day, and they were selling the nostalgic uh, little candy cigarettes. Mm. I told my daughters, I said, That'd look here. That'd be a cool here. little poster to have, man. I said, these, I used to actually smoke these as a boy. And she said, yeah. they said, what? I said, I would, I would act like I was smoking. Never made me want to smoke. You know what happened to me when I was a boy, John? I yeah. got caught with one of my mama's cigarettes. She used to smoke a mm. a misty cigarette. Remember those misty cigarettes, long, mm. weird cigarettes. Yeah. And I got caught playing with one of those. And then my mom and them came in and made me smoke that whole cigarette. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I literally you, was. You come to, from that generation. Yeah, I come oh, from yeah. that generation. So then, well, I'm 38. I'm only two years older than you. So we're not far <laughs> off. Yeah. I really Your am. Your beard's 38. I really am only 38. I know I look older, but I really am only 38. You hear the laughter. I know. It's funny. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's funny that people never believe me. I really am 38 years old. That's the truth. I'm 22. Really? John, you can find no. out. <laughs> no, but John, I really am 38. You can check it. You can look online. I'm sure you might already have my information. You can look. <laughs> It's <laughs> right. so weird while we've been on here. I just, I just got like a thing from Pinnacle Bank. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering why your credit wasn't that good. <laughs> hey, Marty, you might want to work on that credit uh, just after the show. I, I just checked it. No, but uh, I really am 38. I promise you that's the truth. Um, I, I would care. I could care less. People think I look 50, but I really am just 38. Had a hard life, John. Yeah. A hard life. Gotcha. Not gotcha. as hard as yours, but a hard one. You know, you're talking it's, about. It's that cigarette they made you smoke. It's that yeah. cigarette. <laughs> when I was a kid, we used to chop up You got the Grizzly Adams. The Grizzly Adams thing doesn't really help you any either. If I shaved this beard, because, you know, my family is known for prematurely graying. If I shaved this beard, I would look like a little baby. <laughs> it would knock 20 years off you. It really would. But I ain't going to do it, John. I want people to laugh when I say I'm 38. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, we used to cut up grapevines that uh, went around trees. We could cut them up, and we could light them mm. and smoke them. We used to smoke <laughs> grapevines because wow. they had holes all in them. No, seriously, we did. We go, we smoke, we just like this. 
That's the that. What if, what if y'all would have discovered like a way to get high? I like, don't know. What if, what if that would have been? That's exactly what happened. That's right what happened when, when they smoked it. like that. <laughs> I think John smoking some grapevines in there. Oh. I think he just took a hit of some grapevines. <laughs> but yeah, when we were kids, we all used to do that. Smoke grapevines. Don't do that, kids. Don't smoke grapevines. I got all up yeah, on the vine. No grapevines. And I would encourage yeah. parents not to force your children to smoke an entire cigarette <laughs> if you catch them with your own cigarettes. Um, because, well, it worked, I guess, for me. I never did smoke after that, but I definitely had some uh, upset stomach from doing that. Oh, yeah. 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 My dad did the same thing with me with alcohol. Mm. Made us drink a whole beer. I've never liked beer. My whole life, I never, never, never took to it. Never, never liked it since then. Anyway, while you were in prison, you <laughs> yeah. were you sitting in there thinking, "I just, just, just give me a, give me an insight into your mind while you're sitting in the prison cell." Were you sitting there thinking, "When I get out, I'm going to"? Were you, were you, were you formulating a plan to? Start doing the scamming again when you got out. Was that the was that the goal, or was you like I no. got to change my life? No, <clears throat> you know it was more more or less just like a, a, a reevaluation of of my life and about you know what what I really wanted out of life and uh, you know how I could just not come back to prison. Uh, you know I never really. I didn't really set out to just, you know, be a bigger fraudster or continue doing it. I was just like, yeah, it was more of just like, you know, reevaluating my life and, you know, kind of just taking, taking uh, inventory of, of everything. Do you still struggle to this day with, I just realized how old I do look with that lighting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. It's the lighting. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I'm just looking at myself. Yeah. It's the lighting. Well, I'm just saying. When I just looked at myself, I, was, I could see why he, people think I look way older than 38. But, look, I mean, you look at how this thing just makes my skin look horrible. Ben, I'm going to need that changed. I'm going to need that glow filter put on, please. <laughs> uh, anyway, what was I saying? I was asking him a genius question. Oh, it was genius. I knew it yeah. was going to be. I, I never will forget it. Unforgettable. <laughs> it, it's an unforgettable question what you were about to ask. Do you have moments where, even now, do you have moments where you go, where you're urged, you got an urge to start scamming again? Um. No, you know what? No, I, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's all, I'm going to tell you this. It's always right there in the back of my brain. Uh, it's, it's always, it's always right there. just on the edge of my peripheral, but it's like, I've got so much going on right now that, you know, I don't, I don't have to, like, it's not even, you know what I mean? Like I just, there's so much, there's so much, there's so many tools available to you now that weren't 25 years ago. Right. Right. You know, with, with, uh, with the, with the internet and, 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 you know, YouTube and all the other various, you know, platforms and outlets that you can, if you have any kind of, uh, know-how or talent, you know, you don't have to be talented. You just got to be able to run your mouse for an hour on end looking into a camera and you can make something happen for yourself. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's or- the route I'm trying to take right now. Right. Or take bikini pictures, which is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Which is the route well, I'm taking, John. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it make for a good calendar. Yeah. Yeah. 38-ish year old, right, as you would say. 
year old ish. ish. As he, he, John's like, yeah, he's not. He, he's literally going to go find me online and say, how old is Marty Ray after this? And then after that, he's going to dig. I'm kind of nervous about what's what's going to transpire. Um, do you have friends from the old days still to this day? No. You know, unfortunately, uh, I don't speak to anybody I spoke to uh, right. way back when. Not a, sing- not, not a single person. What about yep. your brother? Uh, me and my brother uh, just started talking actually about a month ago uh, after not speaking to each other for like maybe three or four years. Right. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, for some reason I thought he was pissed with me. Like he just didn't want to speak to me, but that, I guess apparently that wasn't the case. You know, he's just, you know, he's down there in Texas. He had a couple of kids. He's, you know, he's doing the the family thing and right. we just fell out of contact, man. I always just had it in my head that, you know, we, he was pissed at me, but no, I, I spoke to him about, uh, about a month ago. I was down in, I was down in Dallas, Texas. And, uh, I spoke to, I was down there filming a podcast and I spoke to him, uh, and, uh, no, it's all good, man. We're all good. That's great. Right on. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah, man. Tell me a little bit about yeah. the book bent. You wrote this when, uh, and I was in federal prison. This was probably written in 2013, uh, over the course of about 12 months. I took about a year, you know, just sitting down every single day with a gentleman by the name of Matthew Cox. And, um, you know, pretty much told me, you know, tell me everything you can remember from the time you were born until now. So we, we did that. And then we just, every day we wrote and he asked me questions and we wrote and we wrote and we wrote and we filled up just a stack of legal pads, you know? And then after I, uh, I was released from prison cause I was getting released. So we had to hurry up and write it. <clears throat> and then after I was released from prison, Matthew put everything together and, uh, we got the book published in, uh, I believe February of 2017. How's that book doing? Doing well? Uh, it's doing well. Yeah. I mean, I think it's starting to pick up now uh, more, you know, that I, I'm starting to to do a lot more uh, social media mm-hmm. and I'm starting to do a lot more podcasts, you know, and I, I have my own podcast now. So what is yeah, that podcast? To do well. uh, the Boziak Conundrum. The Boziak Conundrum. I like uh, no, that. the just Boziak Conundrum. Yeah. Oh, Boziak Conundrum. Cool. Do not yes, put sir. the V. <laughs> no the no just no the yeah it's just my last name and then conundrum yeah yeah um the uh in the book is it a is it a real tell-all book do you really tell everything yeah everything. or do you leave certain yeah, things I, out I, I mean you know you have to there's some stuff that you know is always going to be private it's always right. just going to be yeah. for me and you know but yeah no for i mean for the most part i pretty much just you know filleted myself open and laid it all out there, man. You know, every, my relationship with my mother, you know, everything that happened when I was growing up, uh, you know, my time as spent as a youth on the street, uh, you know, and then everything subsequently all the way through on the fraud and the, you know, when the money and everything came, it's just, it's a, it's a, f-ing, it's a journey. And it's a, you know, it's one of those things where you just, you, you start reading, man, you just strap yourself in and you just go on a ride. It's, it's very, it's, it's written very well. Where do you where do you see yourself in ten years? Wow, ten years. Um, you know, hopefully, I'll have a million subscribers on YouTube, and uh, I'll be uh, uh, I'll have made uh, a name for myself in the podcast world, and 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 uh, maybe a social media presence. Uh, I hope to maybe have a, a series on TV. Um, you know, maybe a a, a movie, and. Uh, 
I'll be well, hopefully well on my way to financial freedom uh, in 10 years. So we'll see. One of the things you could do on your YouTube channel is uh, you could if have somebody, if the guy that you work for was willing, have people come in and film you while you're tattooing and things like that. I think that because those shows that used to be out, remember those shows inked and yeah. whatnot? Oh, yeah. Those were, I even enjoyed oh, those. Yeah. I have no tattoos, but I enjoyed those shows. Right. I don't know why. Sure. But I'm saying, like, for you, there's never been something, I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, that's like that on YouTube. That could be like a playlist on uh, on your channel, you know what <laughs> I mean, that you do or tattoos yeah. or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I've done, uh, I think, a few videos uh, tattooing at the shop um, and put them up on my YouTube. I think one of them I, I had to tattoo myself and uh, put it up on there. So, yeah. Right on. I do occasionally shoot some stuff at the shop. Do not – I don't want you to tattoo the butt cheek images yourself. <laughs> okay, I want those to be – Yeah, we want those quality. I want yeah. them to be the highest quality yeah, possible. Yeah, man, I mean yeah. – And I don't know how you're going to reach behind. Well, hey, 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 listen, you're paying for it, so, you know. Yeah, so I get to choose, and I'm choosing. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to be trying to look in the mirror. I don't want me to be awkward, you know. I don't want me to look anything other than 38, John. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Now, last question. I you and you might you may okay. or may not answer this. Uh, when you got out of prison, there was a, mm-hmm. an account the Secret Service had seized, but it just got left and forgotten about. Did you get that money? Several several accounts. No, I did not. Um, I wish, you know, I wish I was just some secret millionaire, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> gallivanting as uh, uh, some poor guy. I, I was there millions to, in it? You know, I. I uh, there were several accounts with I, I'm sure I think one account I it was 1.2 another account was wow. uh between six and eight hundred thousand yeah there was several it's because it was it's assumed that you got it so <clears throat> I'm just I'm just looking in the eyes of a millionaire <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, anyway future millionaire <laughs> future millionaire baby hey I believe it you got a good you, you're a good guy man even though you did some bad things we've all done bad things I know I sure have. Worse, yeah. if you look at the if you look at the spectrum of some of the things I've done, it's worse than you just taking some money. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, at the end of every yeah. show, we do what's called an unbelievable fact. But before we do that, I want you to plug whatever you want to plug, except for the except for your, you know your drug dealer. But uh, plug whatever <laughs> you want to plug. <laughs> oh, it's legal where I'm at out here. So uh, no, yeah, that's, that's true. If you guys want to. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, if, if anybody wants to reach out uh, and contact me, uh, my Instagram is uh, at slum by nature. Um, if you guys want to check out my tattoo work, it's uh, jug.ink. That's J-U-U-G dot I-N-K. And my uh, YouTube channel is Boziak Conundrum. That's B-O-S-E-A-K Conundrum uh, on YouTube. Uh, you know, I try and release content daily. I try and put out, um, you know, as much you know helpful content as I can, just all positivity you know, about my life and thoughts I'm having. Um, and yeah, if you guys want to check me out, that that's, that's where you can find me. And then, you know, I've got, uh, you know, a bunch of different podcasts out on YouTube, just search uh, John Boziak on, on YouTube. And, you know, you can check me out on concrete. You can check me out on, uh, MSCS media. You can check me out on tap in. You can check me out on, uh, uh, cram podcast. So yeah, I've done, I've done quite a few things and, uh, you know, that's, that's my plug, I guess. There you go. You might think it's not true, but I assure you that it is. 
It's hard to believe. It's an unbelievable fact. Unbelievable fact is this. This is the per- First of all, this is the perfect, unbelievable fact for this episode. Uh, John, you you might already you might already know about this one. The Roosevelt Hotel in New Orleans offered fifteen thousand dollars to whoever stole the most outrageous item from them. Yeah, I really? didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That happened in real life. Man, I figured John was was one of the guys going over. <laughs> trying to take some stuff because he's like, "Hey, this is what wow, I do." Wow, I didn't know that. Quick fifteen thousand. Wow, that's that's uh, that's that's interesting. Isn't that crazy? Who who won? I don't know. I need to look up who actually who actually did it and what they took. I, yeah, I wish it would have said that in the article. It didn't say. Hmm. It didn't say who won or what they actually took. But somebody clearly already gotcha. won it. Wow. Maybe they took a <laughs> maybe they took one of the massive paintings off the wall. Or something somehow got rid of it anyway. John, God bless you for being on our show. Um, much success to you. And I love you whether you love me or not, even though you, you laughed at me in my face <laughs> and when I told you my age. Even though when I leave the when the show's over, I'll be crying on Chris's shoulder once again. And I'll be laughing. And he'll be laughing. <laughs> I'll be laughing, but still. But you know it's okay. It's okay, John. It's okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> We appreciate oh, you, man. brother. Yeah, yeah man. So hey, good I, to meet I, you. Thanks. Thank you for having me on. I, I really enjoyed this, man. I, uh, y'all two, y'all are some good guys. We try our best to be good. <laughs> We're going to be a lot better once you uh, tattoo our faces on your butt. And uh, <laughs> that's what that's going to be man, in my bio. Cut, cut the check. Yeah. Man. The, the check's coming. Anybody that's listening right now, we're starting a GoFundMe. Uh, called the John Boziak Marty Ray Project it's a marketing chats. budget. Yeah, it's a marketing budget. Listen, yeah. Marty Ray Project chats tattoo hey. on the butt cheek fund. Uh, you're joking, but let's go ahead and make it happen, man. <laughs> hey, if the, hey, we'll if, e- listen, we'll even tattoo it. We'll even do the tattoos live on on your YouTube uh, on your YouTube channel. Okay, right now, and you and you guys. Can this host, was gonna be. This and you guys can host. Here we go. You guys can host the podcast while your while your faces are getting tattooed on my ass cheeks. If man, if are you serious? I'm dead ass serious. You if, listen, no pun intended. No pun intended. Nobody's ever going to see them. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, so right now, whoever's listening and whoever whoever watched the title of this video will now say, "Let's raise twenty. If we raise twenty thousand dollars." John Boziak will put my face on one butt cheek and Chris's face on another butt cheek. If it happens, it happens. It'll be a great video. Now you can't be getting yeah. nothing put so over it either. That, you can start that GoFundMe. So talk to your producer and have him start that set up that GoFundMe. Man, this man well, right drop, here's about, drop the he, link. Drop the drop the link in the description of the of, the, of this podcast for the for GoFundMe. This man's about the business. He is about the business. Yeah, I tell the true business. Oh man, John, I love you. Thank you. I look forward to I look forward Love to being there, uh, watching them tattoo your butt cheeks, with my face on it, so I can tell them, hey, no, no, that can beard I, ain't quite right. Can I get my website put like uh, <laughs> yeah. like just kind of under my face? Partyrayproject yeah. dot com. <laughs> yeah, just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! All right, brother, we'll let you get out of here. Get back to doing whatever it is you're doing. Appreciate you. God bless you, John. We'll Thank see you, John. You. We'll see you down the road. All right, man. 
Ah, thank y'all so much for listening to the Marty Ray Project Chats. And a big thank you to Rode for supplying the sound with Rodecaster Pro. Whether you like what you heard or hated what you heard, subscribe and rate us anyway. Let us have it.